Very welcome. I am Ahanu, and you are welcome to this session of the Honest to God series, where we are going to play for you an interview that I did with a lady called Alinka Rothkowski, and she interviewed me about my book. She is a book marketing person, and some of the things that came out were very interesting, and I was beginning to recognise that while I may have created a thick and mighty read. There are some things that are wrong with what I created and she was able to point them out to me and I'd like to share them with you now because anybody who is aware of the work that we do, you will also know that we are publishers but we don't market and there's a huge difference. So in the case of my book called The Reincarnation of Columbus, while it has a fantastic story to it and it's all of 415 pages, the name doesn't do it justice. Many people think it's a travel book, other people think it's a history book about Columbus. None realise that it's a true epic voyage from the pain and sorrow of my grief on the death of my son to the new world of awareness and spiritual growth as a result of that. So I obviously have my work cut out now to change a lot of things about this book. So have a listen to this interview with Alinka and you'll realise a lot of things that might help you before you make perhaps the same mistakes or if you need some help she's the person to talk to when it comes to marketing. Certainly do get in touch with us if you have a book that you want to publish. So with that have a listen and I'll come back to you at the end. Welcome to the Author Remake podcast where we interview authors who want to improve their book marketing. Today I'm excited because we're talking to Kevin O'Grady author of The Reincarnation of Columbus. We go deep into the therapeutic meaning of books, and we talk about how the writing of this book helped Kevin cope with loss. Kevin agreed that to give the book a wider appeal, he would need to repackage it, give it a more straightforward title, a new cover, and possibly divide the sizable book into three. We also talked about what's possible beyond the book. It's a great episode, so have a listen. Hi, Kevin. This is Alinka. How are you? Alinka, I'm good. Well, excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank um, you. Tell us a little bit about yourself as an author and your book so that our listeners um, are familiar with your situation. Well, it's a long story, but I'm going to condense it right down for you because it's a story of loss to love. It's a, it's a story of struggle with grief and guilt and ultimate triumphance from forgiveness to the acceptance of that loss. Basically what happened, Alinka, was that my baby died when, on my birthday, he was four months old. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. Ah, it, it was the most dreadful thing that could possibly happen to anybody because we all expect our parents to die, but we do not expect our children to die. And so what, what happened was, an enormous loss of expectation. Now, I can say that now because I've had the years following to analyze what the effect was on me and what my feelings really were. But at the time, Alinka, it was complete and total devastation. I did not know what way was up. And what's more, 
there's a deeper story here in the sense that being a man, I was brought up in Holy Catholic Ireland where we were more or less taught to believe that real men don't cry. And here was I with the loss of my baby saying things to myself that, you know, don't cry, you know, you, you're, you're strong, you're a guy, you know. And in fact, let me tell you something that it's tough for me to admit, but I remember saying out loud that I'll be over this in a month. And 12 years later, I was still in total chaos. Did not know what was going on in my mind, what was going on in my heart, what was going on in, in, in life. It was just total, total chaos and lack of clarity about everything and anything. And it, it led me to write a book, but here's how it happened, just so you know. Luckily, mm -hmm. I was writing down what was going on in my head from the very earliest of days. I was writing down, what's going on? Why did he die? I don't understand it. You know, I'm a good guy. I'm not a drug addict or an alcoholic or a wife beater or, or a murderer or a rapist. You know, so being a good guy, why did this happen to me? And I kept questioning, questioning, questioning and writing down what I thought were answers. But luckily, I was able to, after 27 years, to be able to collate those journalings together to form the book, which really is a, an epic voyage from pain and sorrow of a father's grief to a new world of forgiveness and hope and joy and love. Mm. Wow. What a story. So you put the book together from your journals or diaries. Uh, and that's how it came to life? That's how it came to life, yes, because I, when I look back and, and read back through those journals, I realize the extent of the confusion because in lots of ways I could have discarded three quarters of them because they seemed like garbage at first glance. I know you understand what I mean. It was just... It was just writing down my feelings for the sake of writing them down, but they didn't mean anything. They didn't make sense, in other words. You know, I, I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? I don't know. I just, it's just a feeling. My heart is broken. Why is my heart broken? I don't understand what was going on physiologically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I just had no answers for years and years and years. But thankfully, I, I didn't discard them because they were the fodder for what was to come in terms of the book. And the book was a, a, true, a true journey of forgiveness. It really was. It was an absolutely amazing thing to, to pour out my heart into that book. And then, even then, now interestingly, and I know we're going to talk about getting, getting people's books out there into the world, but I actually didn't care at the time if nobody else read that book. And the reason was because it was a catharsis for me. It was a healing journey for me. It was such a beautiful realization that kept coming over me the more I wrote it. Does that make sense? Yes, so it was uh, a therapy, therapy for you. It was a therapy, a profound and deep therapy it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, so... You could 
you could say that um, it's already you've already achieved the purpose. Um, you found that peace, and I we have to read the book to actually see what 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 you discovered. But it looks like um, you know the book had already a huge impact on your life and has done its job. Now now um, what remains to uh, have it impact other people's lives. Yes, and where I'm coming from with that aspect of the book, it, it did its work for me. But I realized during that whole process how men are such idiots. Men are just so mm -hmm. foolish when it comes to these things. How men have this false belief that you know, they, they don't cry. They shouldn't be seen to be crying, you know. For some reason, they have mm. to be this, this, this pillar of society, as it were, you know. And that is mm -hmm. so wrong. And now, you know, when I see men crying, I have the greatest of admiration for them. I think that they're real men. They, they're men who have, are in touch with their emotions. They're men who have balanced their male-feminine sides. They're men who who are the strongest of all men because they have an understanding of what's going on at the deepest, deepest level and they're not afraid of it. And that's the, the ultimate overcoming of fear. And it's a marvelous thing. So what, what I'm interested and keen to do now in speaking with you is to have that book go out there into the world so that it may have the same effect on men and women too that it did on me. Because there's no doubt that it has a, it has an enormous message. It really has a, a message of the possibilities that you can move from loss and abandonment. And and the fact is that everybody has been touched by grief or sadness or suicide or depression. And what this does is it 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 helps and makes sense of that journey, that voyage because I do believe it is a voyage. It's not something that you can go to a therapist and say, hey, you know, my, my mother died, my father died, my brother, my husband, my child died, and one therapy session is going to solve it. That is not the case. And what happens is it's an enormous voyage to move from that pain and that sorrow to a whole new world of forgiveness. Mm. I like what you said about um targeting the book towards men uh, because i think it's a little bit overlooked you know there's a lot of books um about the subject and probably focused on mothers as well mm -hmm. um or maybe parents but not too many focus on on fathers so i think yes. uh you know that's a good way to um niche it down you know for, for by a father for fathers Yes. Um, so, you know, that that's one thing. Um, the title is The, Re the Reincarnation of Col Columbus. Um, can you explain why? Yes. <laughs> I, I understand why you would ask me that question, because in terms of naming a book, many people have told me that it should have been called Why Did He Die? And that would have made sense. Mm -hmm. But here's the backstory. What happened was when my, this was the baby of myself and my first wife. And when she was pregnant, we were traveling around a lot. So we had the sense that 
we were on this great journey. Little did I realize the extent of the journey. But however, also at the same time, he was doing a lot of moving around in her tummy. You know, just as babies do, you know, they turn around and move from side to side and they kick and poke, you know. So we yes, called I have him. To. Yes, you understand. So we called mm -hmm. him Columbus just by way of a, mm -hmm. a nickname because of the great traveler, you know. And mm -hmm. so much so that when he was born, we christened him Ryan Columbus. His first name was Ryan, but we called him Ryan Columbus. And mm -hmm. we didn't think anything more about that until several months after he was dead, when somebody came up and said, ah, now I understand why you called him Columbus. Because he was born on the day that Columbus discovered America, or supposedly discovered America, 500 years ago to the day. And I thought, mm -hmm. wow. What a coincidence is that? And do you know, Alinka, it was only one of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other coincidences that I started, found myself journaling about all the way along through that entire voyage of moving from pain and sorrow. So that's how come I called him uh, Columbus. But the reincarnation bit was also very interesting because. As time would have it, we went on to have three more children. And in, in my effort to try and continue to reconcile the loss of my first baby, I went to what's called a Jyotish. This, these were Indian seers uh, in the Vedic tradition. And he said to me, that baby has come back to you. And I was in total shock. First of all, I didn't believe in reincarnation. And secondly, I thought if reincarnation is real, it doesn't happen to me. And sure enough, the more I began to explore it, I began to see the similarities and the connections between my middle, new middle son and my first son. And I realized that, mm. wow, there, this, is, this is really possible. So I called the book the reincarnation of Columbus, but it's nothing to do with the Columbus, the explorer, you know, it's just coincidental. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of it is coincidental. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I get goosebumps as you tell the story. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, you know, when you said that everybody deals with um, loss like that, um, it, it, myself and my family, um, I am the second child, although I never knew my older brother because he also died six, three weeks after he was born. Um, so my parents had this situation, and then it took five years for them to have me. Right. So, you know, it is something that I haven't actually experienced, you know, tangibly, but every now and then I do have that. You know those those thoughts. What would yes. have what would it have been like? Yes. And um, now this is also something I've never shared publicly. Uh, but you know, since we're talking about the subject, you know, I have two children, but I was pregnant also between them, and the baby was never born, but I, but I lost it. Right. So I'm sure it's not to the extent of you know what happens when it's a uh, four months old, um, but 
you, uh, I mean, you're right. You're right with that when you say that people experience loss because if it's not in your family, it can be, you know, friends. And um, and I and I hear that often, you know. Yeah. Some of my girlfriends, you know, sometimes um, share a similar loss, and that's when I tell them my story, and they're like, "I never knew. I had no idea." Yeah. Uh, so you know, it is a profound subject that everybody can. Um, but there is, stronger or less strongly relate to. Yes, but there is something very important here that you've just mentioned, Alinka, and I don't want to pass over it. And that is the very real loss that mothers experience from miscarriage, even though, because a lot of times we try to justify things in our own heads and we try to say, and I know mothers do this because I've met a lot of them. They, they try to say, well, you know, he, at least he, he or she wasn't born, you know, but they, they, in some way they're trying to justify or, or maybe diminish or try to come to terms with the fact that it's still a real loss. It's still a devastating thing to happen to the physical body, to your mind, to your heart, do you know? So I wouldn't diminish, I do not diminish that at all. And I do not compare them. You know, I don't say, well, this one is a worse loss than that loss because I don't think that's true. I think they're all very, very serious life lessons for us. They're very profound uh, statements. And, and not only that, but as I have found as time went on, very profound opportunities for us to grow in awareness. Mm. And what you said about re reincarnation, you know, I've also had these, um, these thoughts. You know, I was very close with my grandparents and sometimes I wonder if it's, you know, if in my children, if there's, if, you know, possibly, um, uh, you know, my grandma or my grandpa aren't, you know, is a part of my children or I don't know, you know, I, I wasn't brought up in the spirit of reincarnation, but, right. uh, you know, when you look at certain things, it does make you wonder. So I absolutely understand the title. And now that you've explained it, it makes yeah. a lot of sense, a lot of sense. Right. Um, but, you know, but marketing terms... wise, the problem yes. is. I was going to say that. The, yeah. The, yeah. Yes. That the reader or the potential reader, when they look at it, um, they don't have the background that took you five minutes to explain sure. to me. They don't they don't have it. Yes. So when I first looked at your book and saw the re reincarnation of Columbus and the and the cover, mm -hmm. and I didn't read the subtitle yet, um, so I wasn't sure if it's fiction or nonfiction, and I was quite sure it's about travel. So it's um, it's so the packaging is misleading, you know. Right. right. Uh, you know, well, I'm sure the story inside. And what you share in the book is very profound and can change lives. Um, because it's packaged the way it is, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't reach to the people who need it most. Yes. Um, because you have to read the subtitle, so then you reveal a little more. A true epic voyage from the pain and sorrow of a father's grief to the new world of forgiveness and love. But this also doesn't, you know, mention that there's. Um, young child involved right uh you know the impression somebody might have is that a, a child not necessarily young but maybe um grown up was lost at sea 
you know, people can come up with different interpretations, and they do it in in one second, you know, in two seconds. Right. And they move forward. The thing that you did do well is you categorized it well. So when I look at the categories, um, it's self-help, death and grief. Um, so that's that's done correctly. But I know I think that. Um, for the book to have the impact it had on you, for it to have the same impact on others who need it, um, I would do a relaunch of it. So maybe add a, a foreword, like a fresh foreword, a little, some fresh content, a new title, um, and launch it again. You know, you have four reviews, so it wouldn't be a huge loss if, you know, you, um, you work on it, you can um, create a launch team that would give you many more reviews. And, um, you know, I think that's the way to approach this book. Right. Um, yeah, you know, if you want sense. to have an idea, if you want to have an idea of what books uh, about the subject look like, you can just click on the category that the book is in, which is correct. And you can look at, you know, the titles and the covers. Um, for example, one book I see here is Grieving the Child. So that's pretty uh, straightforward. Yes. And I know it's, I can see that it's performing very well. And the title is, okay, so this is what you mentioned before. Grieving the Child I Never Knew is the full title. A devotional for comfort in the loss of your unborn or newly born child. Um, so you see that the message is much clearer. Yes, I do. I see that. Yeah, uh, yeah and, that, and this is a devotional. So you know, uh, it's also clear that it's, um, you know, for, 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 for people who prefer this type of uh, material. Um, but it's, you know, the, the explanation of it. And, you know, actually, if you do a relaunch, in the foreword, you can explain that you that the previous title of the book was different that it was the reincarnation of columbus and, and explain all you know uh, why yes. and then you know say that you decided for marketing purposes you changed the original title so that the book would have you know wider distribution wider appeal yeah that makes sense yeah um one thing to do is um, you know, to look for keywords, and for sure it's grief, and um, that, that will be one of them. Grieving, um, I guess hope, you know, there's software that can do a search for you, analyze um, what type of words users, Amazon users type in the search box when they're looking for books, and then you can use those keywords in your title and in your description. The best thing about it is that you don't really have to change anything inside. It's just um, really purely marketing. Yes, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a thick book, right? There's a lot of pages in it. Yes, there's 430 pages, so it's quite it's quite sizable. In fact, as you're talking about uh, recreating it in, with a new title and new cover and new launch, it lends itself actually to break it into three books even. And the reason I say that is mm -hmm. because I, you know, when I mentioned about my journaling, 
I also journaled all the way through to that transition period. And that forms like part two of the book in a way. And then I journaled all the way into the understanding and the forgiveness and the acceptance of it all, which forms part three and what happened afterwards. So in lots of ways, it would be easy for me to divide that into three separate books if I wanted to. But I can I take your point mm-hmm. and it's very valid. Kevin, I think that's a great idea. I when I see a you know sizable book, um, if it makes sense and you think that it does, um, it's a good idea to to divide it. Um, you know, then you could even make the first one uh, permanently free just to create an audience, and then uh, you know, royalty wise. Um, you gain your royalties on book two and three. Uh, so that's something, uh, you know, that's a marketing strategy that's definitely worth considering. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always ask people, I like to ask people what they do to see how, you know, what they do to see if there's any crossover, you know, marketing wise, if they can, um, market the book somehow or, or, expand upon the book do something beyond the book so is what you do related at all to to what you've written or it's completely separate well do you know up until today alinka there was no connection and that's hard to believe mm-hmm. but in thinking about speaking with you today and in thinking about how i would need to change that book to reach this wider audience and to reach men in particular, but a wider audience in general, I realized that the death of Ryan Columbus moved me onto a path of really teaching and learning myself first of all, and then teaching about loss to love. So I do several workshops now about grief to greatness, for example. And I have a little website mm-hmm. called grief2greatness.com. It's grief with the number two, greatness.com. Mm-hmm. And That's a great uh, URL. Yeah. And I've done various other things like that, all revolving around moving from loss and moving from sadness and, and grief and pain and sorrow to a, a place of forgiveness and acceptance. And then moving into the higher possibilities of feeling real love and understanding what it is and i've also thankfully documented that journey and turned it into many little workshops so you are right that i i've used the i've in other words i've walked the talk i've done what i've said in the book in terms of grief to greatness i've i've done it and i realize what's involved and it's a huge journey of self-forgiveness first of all and self-love that has to happen and then to be able to move that outwards and to love others in a much deeper and more beautiful way. So I, it has become my life. It has become my business. It has become uh, myself and my wife are in, in, in unity with this. We're joined together at the hip with this. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, if you have, if you already run workshops, um, then, you know, there's stuff you can do beyond the book, like, you know, inside the book, um, you can tell readers to go to your website and download something for free in exchange for um, something that you'll give them. It can be a checklist. It can be, um, you know, a very short um, ebook for them. Anything. 
And then you can also start emailing them uh, on a regular basis. And you know, one of the things that you could email uh, that you could add, for example, in your in your signature um, is uh, work as a workshop. So you could get you know workshop attendees, um, and it will all be because of that book that's out there working yes. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you say, I may need. I have. I will have to do the the relaunch first, so that that's that's correct. I, I'm capable of doing that because I learned a lot from creating the book in the first place. So it's not too difficult for me now to move in to the next phase of that and to create a new title and a new cover and even break it into three books and, and use it in that way to help others by way of, as you suggest, downloading eBooks or PDFs or checklists or things like that. I could do that easily. Mm. Yeah, and that's a good title, um, Grief to Greatness, because you have that keyword, grief. I see there is already one book called From Grief to Greatness, a collection of true stories and lessons on living life after loss. But that's the only one. Uh, so, you know, you could uh, possibly remove the – and it's it's also been published in 2014, so it's not really um, – it, it's, it's not popular. Um, so you could create – Grief to greatness, for example, just like your URL and uh, and the subtitle. But you said it's grief to greatness dot com. Yeah, it's got the number two in the middle, so it's grief. Ah, okay. Yeah, with the number two, grief to greatness dot com. Okay, because I okay, because the other one showed me something in a language I don't speak, and I and I speak almost six languages. So. Ah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, in terms of branding, okay, so there's, okay, support and help in your process, empowerment info, contact me. I'm sorry, are you reading that on Amazon or what? No, your the website, Grief to Greatness, there's the sunglasses, the glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, That that's going to have to change too because basically I was just, my idea behind that was simply that when you look out on the world, you can look out and see happiness or you can look out and see depression and, and grief because mm -hmm. one of the eyeglasses mm -hmm. is somebody happy and the other of the eyeglasses is somebody very sad. And uh, mm -hmm. also, I didn't want to put too much on that page. It was just simply contact me. Yeah, well, it's very clean and, and, and sleek. Uh, so, you know, design-wise, it looks very good. Um, only content-wise... Uh, yeah, I would just uh, put a big picture of a big cover of, of whatever you give people and and um, collect email addresses. Uh, and, you know, I'm telling you this because once uh, you know that I run uh, Library Bob, the service for that connects indie authors with librarians. And when I was first uh, working on the website, um, the the way I envisioned it was a home page, and on one side the button would say "Authors, Authors click here," and on the left there it would say "Librarians click here," and I even had those uh, logos designed, and I showed them to my brother who's uh, who's in the um, IT business. You know, he creates software uh, right. for companies, and I showed him that, and he said, "Yeah, this is so 90s. <laughs> you uh. can't have people." You know, you can't have people click 
um, on the box. Nobody's going to click. They have to come to the website and know exactly what's happening. So you have to optimize it for you know for the group that yes um, you know that's the target audience. So in the end, I could, so when you go now to librarybob.com, it's um, it's tailored towards librarians. But then underneath there's tabs and you can go to authors. So librarybob.com slash authors. And anyway, when I market it to authors through my newsletter or through Facebook ads, I always, you know, add the slash authors um, uh, in the link. And, you know, and librarians, you know, it, 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 I decided they would be the primary, primary group. Uh, so I did the same thing <laughs> as you did. Um, so I can totally relate to, you know, to those two yes. buttons that you can click on. Yes. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but you know, when you click on invitation, I mean, this website looks very good. Yeah. Uh, um, World of empowerment. No, it looks very professional. You did it yourself. I did it myself. Yeah, but still, there's too many buttons to click, Alinka. This is this is the problem, and your brother is right. That, there are too many buttons to click here to get to what you want, mm. you know. So I have a lot of simple yeah. to do. But, you know, I, I look at these things. I distill these things down. And in terms of the story I told you about the death of my first baby and where it has led to now in my life, I'm looking also at what you're suggesting to me. So I see this book now has the wrong title. It needs a, uh, a, needs a relaunch. It needs a new cover, needs a new title, all of that. And I see the same thing then with my websites, that all of it needs to be simplified down. It all needs to come down to be easy and to be clearer. So you're helping me a lot to understand that. I'm glad. But it's going to be easy with the website because you've already created a more complicated one. So now we just have to simplify it a little bit, get rid of some of the buttons. Right. Um, that right. shouldn't be very difficult. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Super. Mm. Okay, Kevin. Um, any other questions? No, I, I've, I feel blessed by having spoken to you, Alinka. I think that we've got a clear next step now which i was hoping thank you yeah. thank you so much kevin and i would love to have you back on the podcast when you've implemented what we talked about today sure i most certainly will awesome okay well thank you very much kevin i think this is incredible value for our listeners and i'm really excited about this super thank you indeed and here we have it, another fantastic episode of the Author Remake Podcast. If you're an author looking to improve your book marketing, download my award-winning guide, How I Sold 80,000 Books, at authorwisdom.com. If you'd like to have conversations like this with me on a regular basis, email me at alinka at authorremake.com and put one-on-one -on -one in the subject line. If you'd like to become part of the Author Remake Mastermind, in which we work on cutting-edge marketing strategies, email me at alinka at authorremake.com and put Author Remake Mastermind in the subject line. If you'd like to be a podcast guest, email me and put Author Remake Podcast Guest in the subject line. Bye for now. Now, I hope you enjoyed that. That was very helpful for me. I hope it was helpful for you. So until next time, goodbye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose.